Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is The Local Lens, a podcast where we go inside one community's experience with the drug epidemic. We're coming to you from Stanton, Kentucky, which is a small town nestled at the foothills of Appalachia. Our show is here to share perspectives. We're sitting down and having conversations with people and sharing what they see. And after sitting down with enough people and gathering enough perspectives, then we should be able to get a clearer picture of exactly what we're facing with this drug problem. So in today's episode, I had the incredible opportunity to sit down with an advocate, somebody who has now dedicated her career towards fighting the same problem that has taken her family by storm. Her dedication, perseverance, and skillful and tactical approach to doing something about this has proven to be largely effective. Uh, Since Janelle Brewer has started Spark Ministries back in 2016, overdose rates have dropped significantly in our county, and we'll get into exactly what the statistics are later, but the work that Miss Janelle Brewer has done is truly incredible. Well, that's good enough for an intro, though. Let's go on and get into the podcast. Uh, This is The Local Lens, a Powell County Cares project from the Powell County Health Department. Thank you all for listening, and here we go. Well, hello. My name is Janelle Brewer, and I am from um, Eastern Kentucky, Powell County. Um, My role is I am a mother first, um, also a prayer warrior. That's very important to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a daughter, a a wife of a husband of 30 years, and also an advocate for Powell County, Eastern Kentucky, and Casey's Law Trainer. So got a lot of titles, but I'm just an old hillbilly girl that just wants to help people in addiction. (laughs) Sorry. You surely are. You surely are helping people. Yeah. Um, Might want to cut that. That's all right. It, it'll work. It'll work just fine. So you started Spark a yeah. few years ago. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us real briefly just what Spark is? Well, Spark is um, stands for Special People Advocating Recovery Kentucky. Okay. Um, we are special people that is helping families um find a roadmap when their loved one falls into addiction. Mm -hmm. We also reach out to our families. Um, We want to make sure that our family are educated on addiction. And we also help our children and those that's in addiction um, by um, giving them groups and just resources Mm -hmm. throughout the state of Kentucky and making sure that they are successful even mm-hmm. when they come back from treatment with jobs or whatever skill that, that they have. There are a lot of different tools and resources out there and available, mm-hmm. but people just don't know about a lot of them, honestly. And that seems to be kind of the role you guys are filling yeah. a little bit, just like connecting people to what they need to be connected to. Mm-hmm. And one of those, what we're going to talk about mostly today, is Casey's Law. Mm-hmm. Um Casey's Law is an incredible tool. It's an incredible piece of legislature that's been around how long? Like 15 years? Um, Casey's Law was actually, um, he, Casey died in 2004, um, in actually July of 2004. Um, and Charlotte's, um, the mother, um, that actually um, was one of those brave moms that said, um, my son may have passed, but I want other families to have information. Mm -hmm. So um, it was when he passed in 2004, actually, Casey's law came in effect in 2005. So she went, she got straight on the point that she was going to get something done. And she, you know, evidently she has. That is really quick for legislature to pass, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One year for, wow. 
So what exactly is Casey's Law? Casey's Law is a petition. That's a civil action that is uh, filed in your circuit clerk's office, um, scheduling two appointments with um, your qualified health professionals um, within 14 days to be put on the docket in front of your um, district judge um, so that they can find probable cause to see if your loved one is a danger to themselves or others. Um, and can reasonably benefit from treatment. So to wrap that up shortly, Casey's Law gets people in front of a doctor to see if they medically are in need for treatment. It is um, a law that mm-hmm. um, that has the family member um, actually write a statement um, why they think their loved one suffers from addiction. Okay. And then also... Um, there's also a question that says, why do you think your loved one is a danger to themselves and others? Okay. It kind of goes hand in hand with like a 202A, mm-hmm. and which that is like um, with the 202A is is like um, a petition that you can file for someone for mental health. Okay. But with Casey's Law, it is, it's for addiction. Mm-hmm. So, um, and as we know, mental health and addiction kind of goes hand in hand. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's very important that they see a medical doctor, an MD, mm-hmm. so that medical doctor can do an evaluation on that loved one to see what's really going on mm-hmm. with that. Um, and then also there's, um, they can, to see a health professional, a therapist, or, you know, someone that can, you know, talk with them about their mental illness okay. or, or even if to see if they have a mental illness. That that gives that professional that kind of sh- takes it off the judge and off the mm-hmm. family mm-hmm. to see professionally what does this person need. So, what does it actually look like to go through with Casey's Law? What is that process like? There's a process with Casey's mm-hmm. Law. Okay. Um, after you go to your circuit clerk's office, you get your appointment set. Correct. Okay. At the same time, your judge has to look at this petition to make sure that it does have probable cause. Okay. That that you you know the person filing this petition is it's um, you know reasonably you know um, up to date you know mm-hmm. what what's their behaviors. Um, the judge signs it. From there, it has to go to your sheriff's department. Okay. So from your sheriff's department, what happens is they have to serve this individual. Yeah. So okay. as serving that individual, they will have three appointments that they have to go to. They have to um, attend both appointments with the medical doctor and or a therapist. Mm-hmm. And then they will also have a court date they have to return back to. Okay. So when okay. when that person comes back, you know, the petitioner files it and the, it's called... Um, the respondent, the, when the respondent, your loved one, comes back to the court system, um, they will have those evaluations in front of them. Okay. The okay. court system will. Yeah. So, all right. So that that makes sense then. Uh-huh. It's like you sign the petition. Right. The petition goes to the sheriff. Uh-huh. The sheriff says, all right, you've got to go do these three <laughs> things. Yeah. Like you got to see a doctor, a therapist. And then the judge again. Yes. And at the end of, like, once you see the judge, that's mm-hmm. when they find out if they're going to have to go to rehab somewhere, yep. right? Yep. And so one thing I, I've seen a lot, like, in justifying Casey's Law mm-hmm. is that um, court-ordered rehab can be as successful as oh, voluntary yes. rehab. Oh, yes. Can you speak to that for a second, then? Well, I can honestly say in Powell County, um, 
I, I can say in 2017, uh, we cut our overdose death rates 50%. And this was documented um, by our corner, Hondo Hearn. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I do know that um, <laughs> involuntary treatment does work. When I seen them statistics come back in 2017 mm-hmm. in Powell County, yeah, it blew me away. That is incredible. And if you didn't catch it, she said we cut overdose rates in half. In half. Yes, in we did. half, which is absolutely bonkers. Yes. So now Spark is taking what they have apparently learned to do really well, which is get people signed up for Casey's Law. They're taking that method and working with other organizations and spreading that knowledge around the state. And we are training um our court systems, our our mental health facilities, mm-hmm. our doctor's offices. We are training the professionals as well as the families of how Casey's Law works. Okay. So statistics are rising. Yeah. I mean, I can honestly say in 2018 we did 51, but a total over four years, let's see, let me look at my statistics here. We did 160 in four years. In four years, yeah. In four years, just in Powell County. it's been rising each year since It's then. rising yeah. every yeah. year. That's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Is there much resentment that comes, like, when somebody, when somebody has Casey's Law filed for their sake, is there much resentment and backlash from that? The answer is the individual that... Um, is being filed on, at times, yes, there is. Um, But the law, when the law was written, it talks about how um, it's to intervene for someone who is unable to recognize their need for treatment due to impairment. Mm -hmm. So if you're sticking a substance in your body every day or every other day, Mm -hmm. the only thing that you care about is putting that substance in your body. Mm -hmm. So when someone doesn't, that you don't even know, (laughs) helps a loved one file a petition Mm -hmm. that kind of makes you go to get um, an assessment and talk to a therapist you don't want to talk to, Mm -hmm. yeah, there's resentment. But I have got hundreds because we travel throughout the state. We help counties 120 counties. I get phone calls every day. Mm-hmm. Thank you for not giving up on me. Thank you. I'm alive today because my mom, my dad filed mm-hmm. Casey's Law. Mm-hmm. And they say to me, I would have not made it another day. Mm-hmm. So to me, yeah, they're mad in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But once they get in somewhere or they start working a program, then what happens is they start seeing that impairment lifts. Mm -hmm. The brain begins to start thinking, and they are actually relieved that somebody stepped in Mm -hmm. and could do what they couldn't do Mm -hmm. because all they wanted was the drug. Well, as a mom, kind of getting into where I'm at here, Mm -hmm. You know, you're desperate. All you see is your your loved one, your your friends, your you know, your community. All you see is pain. Mm-hmm. And they're going through this 
um, under the influence. But as a mom, we have to live it sober. Mm-hmm. So we have to see, and their children have to see the pain. And that's hard. But if there's breath, there's hope. Yeah. Us moms, us dads, us family members, if we have a key mm-hmm. and we know this might not work the first time, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to let her die. I'm not going to let him die. It doesn't matter if they fall back every time. Mm-hmm. I can fall again. Mm-hmm. I can keep falling. And eventually they're going to say, okay, I give up. Mm-hmm. I want to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that happen before. So what Casey's Law does is it gives the family members or friends a voice mm-hmm. to speak up for that loved one mm-hmm. and say, we won't let you die. Mm-hmm. Even when you want to die, we don't want to bury you. And guess what? I can honestly say the statistics in the state of Kentucky, I have every bit of that too. Mm-hmm. I can honestly say the total of cases in 2019 was 2,404 in the state of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. That's plenty of them. How many that is, is that? How many lives is that? What if we didn't have this? That would be maybe 2,404 people that we buried. But because of Casey's Law, and some mom, some dad had a voice Mm -hmm. to speak up and say, I want to help my child. Mm -hmm. So I need the help of the court system without any criminal charges now Mm -hmm. of a civil action Mm -hmm. to get my loved one in treatment and to give them the tools that they need to get back on track. That's great. That's why I love Casey's Law. Yeah, that's great. That's a good reason to love it. I know it. Yeah, that's a, that's a good reason. I know it. So it is now your life. It is. It was not your life <laughs> no. 10 years ago. No. No. Could no. you tell how you got? Well, actually, um, it was my life. <laughs> I get emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad, I was the very first person in Powell County to ever file Casey's Law. In 2005, my sister got killed in a tragic car wreck um, up on Hardy's Creek, and uh, my father fell into addiction. Mm-hmm. My dad worked at Square D, mm-hmm. amazing man, um, and he fell into addiction to alcohol. And um, I was daddy's little girl, my softball player, Corvette was my very first car. Just, I was his life. Mm-hmm. But when she died, it was like, he died too. Mm-hmm. And I had heard I had he had begun to drink so much that I didn't know um, what to do with him anymore. Um, find him laying on the floor, passed out, and you know I was only twenty then, and I was just I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, just newly married. Um, I had been in Lexington and had taken him to rehab, and while I was there, they had told me about Casey's Law. And I thought, I'm going to try it. Well, it was a new law, 2005. Mm-hmm. And so I went to my judge, Judge Kenny Prophet, and I said, Judge, um, can you help me file a Casey's Law? 
And he said, I'm not sure what that is, but we'll sure find out. And that's what we did. Uh, We filled out the paperwork. Um, He went for his assessment, and he never had to go through with Casey's Law because he's seen the voice Mm -hmm. of his daughter rising up, Mm -hmm. asking for help for him. Mm -hmm. And he said to me, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. So my dad now is 73 years old. Wow. And he's, he's living a good life. Good, good. Ten years later, um, my daughter fell into addiction. Um, It was different from my dad than my daughter. And it seemed like that when I heard that my daughter had fell into addiction, I didn't want to believe it. Mm -hmm. I was in denial. And so um, I remembered this law. (laughs) And I thought, well, I guess we're going to try this again. And that's when I went to work and started um, learning about the law. Mm-hmm. I did file Casey's Law on my daughter, and um, she did well, as mm-hmm. long as she had that accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she would she would fall back, and when she would, I would file another one. So I filed three. She is now in recovery, mm-hmm. and I'm grateful for that today. Congratulations. How long has she been yeah. in recovery? Well, she's been working her recovery for the last two years. Okay. So she's working on mm-hmm. it. Great. Um, she's had some struggles, mm-hmm. as we all have, mm-hmm. but she's doing her best. She's trying. Good. Good. So um, that's kind of how I got involved with Casey's Law. I did start working at the circuit clerk's office. I feel like this was a divine moment for me to mm-hmm. learn more about Casey's Law um, because um, when I was given that opportunity to work at the circuit clerk's office, um, that's exact. That's kind of what I did. I mm-hmm. um, I started filing the Casey's laws. I'd seen that there was a gap because I don't know if you've ever been in the circuit clerk's office much, but a lot of people don't realize how busy they are. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there wasn't that personal relationship mm-hmm. that we need as parents. When you go in, when you find out your loved one, yeah. you know. Yeah. But when you, as a mother or as a daughter, I can personally speak, when you find out your daughter or your father is on drugs or alcohol, you just want somebody to listen to you. Mm-hmm. So I seen that that uh, they was doing a great job, in, but there was no education on it. Mm-hmm. I began to study about Casey's Law, and mm-hmm. that's when I met Charlotte Weathington. Me and her met, and they called me Little Charlotte because <laughs> she's, you know, she runs in Northern Kentucky. Mm-hmm. You know, their their statistics are are very high. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so I, I, I seen her passion, and I seen how she lost her son, and it put a fire down in me. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I'm going to educate people how to do this. Yeah. And that's exactly what I did. Yeah. I started educating people. I started, um, that's when Spark created, mm-hmm. you know, that's when it was an advocacy center okay. where people could come and, and I could sit down with a mom or a dad and, and help them file the petition, mm-hmm. help them find a doctor, mm-hmm. a therapist. I don't know about you, but I worked all the time. I didn't go talk to a therapist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't know who to get a hold of a doctor. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And that's why one thing I think is really important for your role specifically, because 
like this is this is how our entire economy works. This yeah. is how everything works. Like if you're taking the time to yeah. know everything there is to know mm-hmm. about how to go through with Casey's law, mm-hmm. then that means that everybody else can like just come and ask you yeah. really easily. And that's what people have been doing. Yes. And that's awesome. Yes. So back to like the nuts and bolts of okay. Casey's law then. Okay. Um, how long does it usually take? You said they had like a 14 day window to get the, <laughs> get the medical assessments in. Well, the, it, it is supposed to last within 14 days. Okay. Um, which is really quick. Honestly. It is. Yeah. Um, once your key players get on board, mm-hmm. your circuit clerk, your county attorney, your sheriff, mm-hmm. you've got your doctors, your therapist, you've got, you know, your you, and you and everybody kind of it's like a well-oiled machine. That's great. It just rolls. That's awesome. It just goes out with it. You so know, that's what I'm a part of what you're doing going yeah. around other counties. Oh, that's yes. awesome. So this is a very important part of what Spark does because they realize that a fist punches much harder than five individual fingers can. But now, this following clip has been unedited by me. This is pure Janelle Brewer being excited about what she's doing. And when I worked in the circuit clerk's office, it was like God just divinely, that was my, Mm. I worked there six months and I learned all about Casey's law Mm. and the barriers and it's not long to be there, but that's the purpose I was there because right after that is when we started Spark. Yeah. Because what happened was, is we would get the paperwork, we would help the families find the appointments, I would walk the, walk over to the sheriff's office, mm-hmm. tell them we have a Casey's law that needs to be served. Mm-hmm. After the Casey's law was served, they would let us know. Mm-hmm. From there, what we would do is then when they were, the evaluations was done, I worked in the court system, so I knew they were there. Mm-hmm. So then we put them on, they were on the docket, mm-hmm. and we already had a bed litter. So a bed letter is pretty much an acceptance letter from a treatment facility. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so if you're another community and you're hearing this right now yeah. and you need Casey's Law yeah. to be picking up steam there, mm-hmm. what it takes is getting in people's faces. That's what it takes. That's what it takes. You cannot ignore right. somebody standing in your face. Right. We're in 10 counties now. Mm-hmm. Spark is. Great. Cool. So we help, um, you know... Like in Perry, mm-hmm. we're in Perry County. We have um, advocacy office. Mm-hmm. We don't just do Casey's Law, as I said. We we do you connect people to what they need. That's exactly yeah. what we do. Yeah, yeah, that's and exactly that's great. What we do when people walk in this office and we say, you know, what is it that you want? Most of our loved ones say, you know, they don't know what they want. Yeah. they're just an addiction. Yeah. They want a good life. They yeah. want to live again. They want yeah. us to be a good mom. Yeah. We we refer out. That's all we do. Mm-hmm. You know, we refer to different clinics, and, and we just say, um, okay, you know, have you tried Vivitrol? Mm-hmm. And so we set their appointment up before they ever leave this office. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and, and what we do is we make sure that this is their plan, not ours. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to make your plan. If I make your plan, you're not going to do it. Yeah. So they make the plan. And after they make the plan, they follow through. What I see from Spark as kind of an outsider's perspective on it, mm-hmm. you're approaching this as a family issue. Mm-hmm. It's what addiction can do. It can take somebody that you love. Yes. If, if It can take yourself. But, like, it can take somebody so close to you that you just don't want to see hurt. Mm-hmm. And 
there are tools you can use to help. You don't just have to stand off and be a bystander. No. Like you can, you can get involved. You don't have to stand by hopeless or anything. And, um, so thank you for that. I, I appreciate that. And like, I'm, what is it, 160 some people over the past four years also appreciate it. Yes. And that's, that's yes. incredible. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's just the individuals and you got to think of the families with that too. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, it is, it is really amazed me how that our community has wrapped around this because mm-hmm. we're so connected to our police officers, our courthouses, our school system. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm even connected mm-hmm. to the schools. And, yeah. you know, if we reach, God said to me, he said, if you could reach your courthouse, your schoolhouse, and your jailhouse, mm-hmm. you'll get everybody in your community. That's awesome. That's awesome. And the thing is, like, Stanton isn't unlike any other small no. town. Like, there are so many towns that deal with this. And, like, obviously, you can't go at the same... You can't go at a problem in a hundred different places the same exact route. But, doggone it, the courthouse and the school mm-hmm. and the jailhouse, those are mm-hmm. those are three good places to start. That's right. And, honestly, there's so many places. Everybody knows everybody everywhere. Right. Then, like, this can be any community. Yes. And Stanton's pretty lucky to... Yeah. If I had you dropped into it. So. Yes. It's a dream. It's a vision. No, it's a calling. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit of all three. It's a calling. Yeah. <laughs> it is a calling. It yeah. is a calling. Yeah. yeah. I want to say my last thing I want to say is that um, this office is a place of no judgment. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had our officers standing in here with our inmates, you mm-hmm. know, um, we're a centralized place that has broke the barriers mm-hmm. and stigma. Mm-hmm. And we're a place where from your doctor's offices to your police officers to your families, um, they can call and say or come in and say, I have someone in addiction. Will you help? Mm-hmm. And we get to work. Yeah. And that's what we do. And that's why we're called Spark. So that's all the time that we have today. Uh, I would like to thank WSKV, first of all, for broadcasting our show. I would also like to thank the Powell County Health Department for supporting us and for allowing this show to happen. And more than anything else, though, I would like to thank Janelle Brewer and the rest of the Spark team. The work you all are doing is incredible. Uh, Janelle, thank you for coming on to the show and sharing your story with us. Um, It's very personal. It's very touching. And what I love most about Spark is that they actually attain results. But clearly, we're not done with our work on this issue. There's always more that can be done. And I urge the listeners here, if you see a problem, do something about it. Janelle's story is a very replicable picture of how a lot of people can get a lot of good work done. But anyways, this is The Local Lens. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, This is a Powell County Cares project from the Powell County Health Department. We're sharing perspectives using our people, our voices, and our stories. Because no one sees it like we do.